Board, James Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And I'm Dad. This is our deep dive retrospective of every James Bond movie. How's everyone doing tonight? We're doing okay. Um, it's been a couple weeks since Eleanor had her run in with a window of <laughs> glass. <laughs> she was racing her brother to the front door and put her hand through it. Oh no, I didn't know about that. She put her hand through her brother. Right. No. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, th- I thought you knew, man. Yeah. So she uh, she ran ran up to the front door and put her hand through the glass and then pulled it out and then ah yep that's the noise I made um, <laughs> so it was uh, and she she like hid it behind her back like she was trying to like oh this isn't a big deal as and blood like, was pumping out <clears throat> and I'm like yeah. let me see it and she I saw my bone I saw my bone. I was like, you you didn't see your bone. It's okay. It's okay. And she shows me her inside of her wrist, and I see the tendon. Ah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God. So and that then, that's, when, that's when Eleanor had to drive Lars and Elliot to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, because, because Elliot was useless. He, <laughs> he, he was crying his eyes out, and, and, and he's... <coughs> He's a very sweet boy, and he loves his sister. So if his oh, sister yeah. gets hurt, that is, he he is a yeah. Like he is oh yeah. His job is to make sure she is okay, right? Um. So he was really upset. She was just like, "I'm fine. I am still alive. It is okay." And <laughs> <laughs> and and so we we wrapped the, wrapped her up in a towel and we got her to the emergency room. And seven hours later, we left. It was 27 stitches because it was it was basically Lucas. She pushed her hand through the glass and pulled out. Yeah. So it was the bottom like there was two shards oh. like this, right? It just kind of uh, like, right there, right? Yeah. So so the bottom one was really deep, like the on the the inside of the mm-hmm. wrist, and then the other one was longer but not as deep. So they stitched her up and put her on a temporary cast, and then we went about about five days later. So the swelling was done, and we went to an orthopedic surgeon, and the um, the surgeon was like, you know, move your fingers, you know, let me test everything, and um, she had feeling in all of her fingers, she could still move everything, so there wasn't any damage to the tendons and the nerves and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's in a full cast right now just so it could like... It does heal. Like, exactly, yeah, so it could brace it. But um, I mean, she she like like he was like you dodged a bunch of bullets because there's a bunch of stuff because it, it, honestly, Lucas, it yeah. looked like when Luke Skywalker gets his thing like, <laughs> and unfortunately, they don't tell you like, hey, Dad, don't look at this, and I'm like, oh, let me see what it is. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, oh. Lars, I think I think the emotional scarring is with you that, more than yeah. Eleanor. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. she's gonna forget about this in like five minutes. Yeah. And... yeah. Well it was funny, Lucas. I called her the next day and you know, hey, how you doing? How's your hand? And she's like, Oh, my hand's fine and then she was off talking about rainbows and unicorns and what she exactly. colored and yeah. Yeah. So that that's Oh, so that's... left or left or right? Her right. Okay. So that that's been the big like ah! <laughs> thing happening with us um but uh other than that i mean it's been really it's been really good i mean 
they're they're getting along Besides great. Besides that, Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the next day she came. You know, we were because we were out at the emergency room until one. Then we wake up and um, I took the day off. Like so, this yeah. is Thursday night. A Thursday night, I took the Friday off. I was like, "What? What do you want to do?" So, so first we went around the house and cleaned up all the blood because <laughs> there's blood spots, <laughs> split like blood splatters yeah. everywhere. And then it was just, I want to go to Mythos, which is her like, she loves this Greek restaurant. It's like, okay, great. I want to go get ice cream. Uh huh. We're we're gonna go do that. Like, I want to go to like it was so it was just so she milked it for everything she could which is she awesome she she did um but it and was she was well deserved <laughs> yes yeah. yeah um but yeah so um other than that i mean think things have been going pretty good um how, how are you doing uh, well everything i could have said <laughs> no um yeah, top that's that, Lucas. <laughs> exactly no as i was telling dad i've been um we rearranged our apartment. We started on one end of it and went to the other because we've been oh, needed a good refresh. Nice. Yeah, which is nice. Um, been watching a lot of Star Trek Discovery. Um, what do you think? I had second season is a hell of a lot better than the first. That that's that is a matchbox to jump over. <laughs> <laughs> the bar set set extremely low. Um, no, that's been that's been what I've been doing. Now, have, have you gotten into any of the other Star Trek shows? Not yet, not yet. No, I will uh, tell. Well, you. I mean, I'm I was going to say Deep Space Nine, of course, because what do I want to do with my day off? Watch Deep Space Nine. Is that it? <laughs> well, I, I will um, tell you that um, Picard gets better and better. Good, and then and then I've really enjoyed Lower Decks. It's it's fun. It, it's not I, smart Star Trek. None none of the new Star Trek is smart. Like it is not Deep Space Nine, it is not TNG, but a lot of it's just fun. So and which okay one is? That. So which one is? Is it Michelle Kwan in one of them? Discovery. Michelle Yo. Yo, that's right, Michelle Yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michelle Kwan, I think, is the figure skater. Oh, that's right. Which yep. which would be awesome? I knew it, I knew it was Michelle. <laughs> There's a figure skater in, in Star Trek. Something that I have noticed, and maybe it's it's me and it's not something that anyone I don't think else would ever think about but having used Netflix, Hulu, HBO somehow every new streaming service has a worse interface mm-hmm. and is it just because we're gotten so used to Netflix? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz like they haven't made it better. That's the thing. The, yeah. We got used to Netflix. Netflix was the first one and we all got used to that and then everybody for some reason, decided to do something different. Hulu's the worst. Paramount Plus is pretty bad. Is it? Is it the? I know. I find that a lot of them. It's the search feature that I have to click through. Is garbage. And I look yes. for. I keep waiting for a QWERTY keyboard, and some of them are. Then most of them are just A B C D, and I have to get yep. used to doing that. And it's just yep horrible. Mm-hmm. It would be better, I guess, if I hooked up Alexa to it and just or Siri something it just you know mm-hmm. spoke but i don't do that no but i, I agree with you bud like it, it's they've progressively gotten worse they and, and then it like the playback features are terrible too yeah mm-hmm. um hulu, hulu i found, i don't know if you found with hulu like you mean like I rewind pause, i can't pause stuff sometimes i can't pause stuff and then when i try to go back and watch it it'll <clears throat> 
the playback will be like it'll skip me ahead, huh. or, it'll, or like, it'll remember it, five minutes back or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and I, I don't know if it's because I don't know what sorcery Netflix does, but it apparently has. They have made some kind of demonic pact. <laughs> they met the devil at a crossroads. <laughs> And said, and, "Give and, us, <laughs> give us an interface." And it was Mark Shepard, <laughs> right? And and that was it. Yeah. So cool. How you been, Dad? Good, good. Uh, like I was telling you, um, went to Pascagoula on business. Um, I showed up at the hotel, and there was a a giant county fair in the parking lot of the hotel, which was interesting. I, I don't know if they did it just because I was showing up, or or what. But you and you noticed it. Uh, Lucas, it was a it was an actual gravitron. Yep. In the uh, in the parking lot. But, nice. uh, did, did you go? Uh, that would be no. No, I, I oh. looked. I looked at. I know. I looked at how it was all rigged. I'm like, I don't know. This is a really sketchy fair. Those are the best. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you have a death wish, I guess. But <laughs> well, then and then a, but, a line. That was the first night. The second night, a line of tornadoes was supposed to come through, so they shut everything down. And I was waiting for like parts of Gravitron to embed itself into the hotel I was staying in. But it luckily it, it passed by us to the north. That sounds like the cross between a Michael Bay movie and a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I, well, I feel like if you're on a Gravitron during a tornado, you go back in time. Like that, that's <laughs> or, that's or you, the equivalent yeah. of eighty-eight or, miles per hour, or or you wouldn't even notice. Was that a tornado? Yeah. Wait, did, it, did it back? Did it back you up? Does it, do, does it cancel each other out? Um, cool. So we're, we're talking going good. about, and we're talking about a bunch of better things, in my opinion, than the movie that we're going to talk about. And, and so first, you're saying that your daughter putting her hand through a window <laughs> was better than Man with a Golden Gun. Hmm. Well, <laughs> Lucas, how, how, how long does this stay online? And will she ever hear this? Because she's asleep right now. And I'm going to say she's going to heal up just fine. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, yes, obviously worse. But um, for my, you know, the tradition of the cocktail, um, I was going to pour myself another Goldschlager. It's a golden gun. But I don't like Goldschlager. And I didn't really want to talk about this movie. So I just decided, you know what? I'm going to at least get some enjoyment out of this. So I'm having a bourbon. Just, uh, that's my drink of choice. And that way I can at least, aside from talking with you and Dad, get some enjoyment out of this evening. Because this movie posits little enjoyment for me. Funny you should mention bourbon, something I was I have been thinking about. Bourbon is probably my favorite flavor. Huh. Mm. It'd be bourbon bourbon and lemons. So yeah. like bur- like bur- like bourbon like barbecue chicken, bourbon, bourbon ribs, in general, like, like yeah, it's yeah. just like the, it, it, and then just bourbon in general, it's your favorite mm-hmm. flavor. I'm gonna say it's very high up there for so what's your go to? Um bourbon. Well there you go. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I, I, I I have tried a fair share, and my and I'm always of the like price to taste. Yeah, like four roses. Four roses is good, um, and it's not too expensive. Like because the, there's some, no. it's just like it's ostentatious. You're just you're you're buying it just because it's it, it costs a lot. Yeah, right? and, and there's some that are really really good. 
wild turkey for me yep is like it tastes really good it's on the same shelf as four roses so it's mm-hmm. it tastes good it's not too expensive it's it's the good happy medium mm. um but four, four roses is good too i like i like them so as long as we're talking about amber liquors i kind of lean towards the bullet rye now that now that I is really good like that is that. really good yeah it is very good but that's a that's for me that is a that's a special treat yeah because it exactly. is a little bit more like yep. that i agree with you mm-hmm. that one's really good but like just standard run-of-the-mill yep i agree with lucas four roses is good and then i think wild turkey is just a nice all right nice one and a man with a golden gun is okay <laughs> <laughs> Dad, so what's the what was the summary of Man with the Golden Gun? <laughs> okay, so the Man with the Golden Gun uh, was made in 1974. So after receiving a golden bullet with 007 etched on its surface, M relieves Bond of a mission locating a British scientist who invented I love this one the Solex Agitator, a device to harness solar power thereby solving the energy crisis. The bullet signifies Bond as the target of an assassin, Scaramanga, and Bond sets out unofficially to find him. From a spent golden bullet, Bond tracks Scaramanga to Macau, where he sees Scaramanga's mistress collecting golden bullets at a casino. Bond follows her to Hong Kong, where he witnesses the murder of the scientist and the theft of the Solex agitator. Bond is subsequently assigned to retrieve the agitator and assassinate Scaramanga. Bond meets High Fat, a wealthy Thai entrepreneur suspected of arranging the scientist's murder, and is captured but subsequently escapes. He tracks Scaramanga to an island in red Chinese waters where the two men fight and Bond kills the assassin. So... The problem, the problem I had with this is that there is a much better Bond movie just right below the surface. Hundred percent agree. Like, not even, not even that far of a of a leap, and it's it's really frustrating for that reason. One of the like, this is the closest we get to a Bond versus Bond until Skyfall. Yeah. You mean assassin versus assassin, kind of. Well, not even assassin versus assassin, because we had that in From Russia with Love, because that's not he's not a he's not Bond yet, he's Bond he's not Bond. This is James Bond versus what should have been an evil James Bond, because it's all the setup to that. Red Grant is just an assassin. He's he's very fit, menacing. He's very anything, but he doesn't have the class, the charm, the the Bondness. Plus, Scaramanga plus, does. Well, plus Scaramanga not well. Scaramanga was doing it. I think the the one thing I think that got to me uh, that irritated me with this is that he was allegedly a mercenary. He was doing it. He would kill for a million dollars a hit, and yet mm-hmm. you never really saw that happen. You never really you know exactly. understood any of that. He was just okay. That's just what he does. So he just had to take it as well. Well, to Lucas's point. Well, to Lucas's point, that's where the the other movie that would have been better is right there because yeah. it's Scaramanga's doing it for money. Bond does this for love of queen and country, and like there, there there's the two ideologies mm-hmm. butting up ahead of, against each other. But it never happened. It was almost it was <laughs> almost there. It was, and, and, but that 
that would have been interesting. Like, and seeing, like, Bond get tempted, I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you, Lucas. Like, that that was, just, like, a really great James Bond movie. It's almost there. It's right below the surface. Yeah. It's interesting because of how how close it gets. Like, he has the... He has the the island fortress that is his own his own place, which was really That's, cool. It's really cool and it's classy, and he's got the same kind of evil charm because it's Christopher Lee, and Christopher Lee is wonderful in everything yep. he does. Right. And I remember really enjoying this, and my I really enjoyed it mostly because I'm watching the movie. I'm watching. I'm thinking about that better one the whole time. Well, it, so Ooh, I was gonna, I, before we get into the story. I really the. There's things I appreciate about this movie, and one of them is that it felt very exotic. We're back to James Bond going yes. to exotic locales. So, mm-hmm. you, Lucas, you mentioned Macau, and you mentioned you know he goes to Hong Kong, and then Scaramanga's fortress. It looks like Pandora, mm-hmm. like you know the like, and, and they're they're naturally occurring islands. But again, going back to bumfuck Iowa, where where is this? This is on Earth. Like, you know, it, it just, it was weird and exotic, and I loved that. Like, that, it was like, okay, f- great. We're, we're not in Shaft, New York. Yeah. Or, like, mm-hmm. like dirty, gross Las Vegas. We're in weird, interesting places. places that was, that was a positive. Absolutely was a positive. Yes. And yet they brought back the sheriff. <laughs> no, don't don't even go there yet. Uh, <laughs> don't even uh, go there yet. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> there, there were there were key there were key points in this movie that I think looking back because it was actually filmed in '74, it brought back bad memories of leisure suits, and I just didn't like that era. They did it well, yeah. I thought, but I, I don't know the. I guess for me, it's because I don't I don't like him as James Bond. He really isn't James Bond. He's 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 like he's playing somebody similar to James Bond. But and that I wanted to ask I want to ask you, Lucas, about this because I, I'd be interested to once we get to the ones that we grew up watching, like in the theater. Yeah. Like I th- I think the first one we saw in the theater was probably Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Right, so like our, probably like yeah. our like our James Bond's Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would exactly. Like, so, how much of this character is both dependent on the nostalgia of the character and also hampered on the nostalgia of the character? Because I think it's in I, equal bits. That's the frustrating part. Is I do think I think a lot of it is well, we've got they still don't know what to do with with Roger Moore yet. Yep, we had one outing. We had one outing of another Bond before this. And we don't know what to do with Roger Moore yet. That's why I was reading about this. He um he hits people harder and he's a bit more gruff and grumbly in this one. Specifically, they added that in the script because Roger Moore was such an English gentleman that he wasn't he just effortlessly was oozed charm and they needed to dial that back somehow. Yeah, he he was even he he slapped Maud Adams. He he was I mean, he was doing things that wouldn't wouldn't fly right now. Mm-hmm. Right, he did, and they did that because he would. Ah, that's so not who to toughen him up. Who um, Roger Moore? Yeah, who not Roger Moore was. Ah. Hmm. And I, so, I'm sorry. I, I just I again going back to this whole idea of there's not a lot that happens in this movie at the beginning. Like the whole like I don't even know what the world ending thing was at the end because eventually Scaramanga basically gets tired of killing people for a million dollars 
and takes over the business of somebody that he's been hired to kill. Or right. like somebody hired... Yeah, he wants to sell franchises to solar power companies. And it's like, well, what did you ever want to do with that? Like, you were a hitman. Why you're are a you good st- hitman. You're yeah, like, great, yes. That? Like, why aren't you still doing that? It was because there had to be this world-ending threat because of the James Bond movie. But like, it didn't need that because the threat was, here's somebody that can outmatch James Bond at every level. He's as sexy as James Bond. He can kill people like James Bond. He, that was the that's I all you needed. Christopher Lee would have been better as James Bond. Um, here's the here's another thing we've been hampered by. We've been hampered by the loss of Spectre and Blofeld. Yeah, that yes. if if he had been an assassin for for Spectre or Blofeld, this movie would have been a thousand times. There would have been a, some cotton because, some continuity maybe. Continuity, and you would have also had that world-ending threat that wouldn't have had to have been saddled on Scaramanjo. Well, because we we've established the threat that Spectre is, so then if we can continue the threat there, at least like oh, he's tied in with Spectre. Even if you don't have the solar so, thing, so you know, that, right? You know that he's attached to Spectre, which is a bad thing. So mm-hmm. there's more of a threat there. But now that he's just he's not connected with it. I don't know. This was. A couple of things I wanted to, to make sure I made a point on. This was filmed during the energy crisis, which I lived through in, in the 70s. I remember the lines at the at the gas pump. So they they worked off of that, which said, okay, solar power, let, let's let's use that in here. So that, that was, actually, that was a pretty good thing, how they leveraged that against the story. But... The, there were so many things that just irritated me about Roger Moore's performance as James Bond. And I think one of the big ones is he smokes cigars and not cigarettes. And I, I just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to say you should smoke anything, but it's James Bond. And he smokes five packs of cigarettes a day. And here's and he, and he has them specially made. Yes. In the book, there are paragraphs that describe... The Turkish blend of tobacco that he and he gets them from a special place, oh, and he yeah. loads his cigarette case with this many things. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it, it, and it's almost like his like I am getting ready for my day. I've shaved. Here's my cigarettes, and so him smoking cigars was weird. Now we're basically shitting on this movie, Lucas. I know that you like this one. I and want I... to hear what you. What you like? Because I've said what I liked about it. Uh, there are things I liked about this movie. What What were the? I, I don't know things? if maybe I used the wrong. Maybe I gave the wrong impression. I don't know if I liked this movie. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be. Let me let me qualify this. I enjoyed this movie. That does not mean I liked it. And I enjoyed There's it most difference. of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Most of why I enjoyed this was the interesting set pieces. It's exotic, and mm. I am watching the I'm watching the better movie underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you like? Okay, I mean, uh, there there certainly were really good bits in this. The 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 boat chase that was exotic. That was I had never that seen a boat yes. with an outboard engine like that. I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. The three hundred and sixty degree flip he does in the car with the slide whistle with the slide. Well, see now that uh, ru- that ruined it, but that actually set set a Guinness Book record then. But Mm-hmm. That was cool. It was all these really cool things that were somehow. This is just my opinion. Somehow 
linked together with a James Bond movie. You know, it's like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. The running across the crocodile or alligator heads. You know, it's just yep. really cool things linked, attempt to be linked together by... Well, that that was that was Live and Let Die. Oh, that's right. That's right. Nope, nope. I'm... But, but, but to go back to your, like... You're right. Exotic stuff, Muay Thai. We see Muay Thai boxing. Which, which is, is which sort is of a callback to... The sumo yeah. wrestling. Yep. Yes. Also cool. Like, hey, this is something that's... Like, I bet you a bunch of people haven't seen this stuff before. Like, what is this? This is exotic. But then, all right, I'm going to bring them up. I'll do it. That goddamn sheriff shows up. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why. <coughs> it was the 70s. Like, uh, I know. I, like, as soon as I saw the guy and his wife... What? So, Luke, Lucas, we, and and obviously, Daddy, you were you were there too. But we we grew up in you know spent several years in Louisiana, mm-hmm. right? And I still keep in touch with people down there, and I, and I'm sure you you still have memories of the people that you knew down there. Would you mm-hmm. ever imagine them traveling, jet setting over to Macau, or Thailand, <laughs> or anywhere outside of the parishes? Maybe, I, probably. I well, honestly, I don't know. I don't. I haven't spoken to any of them since we left. To be perfectly honest, I uh. I don't. When most of them end, ended up living on the same streets that they grew up on, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. when that sheriff showed up for completely tr- contrived reasons, yep. It's like, well, wh- why? What was there such a demand to have this guy back in these movies? And I want to wanted to pose this question to both of you. Like, what what was it? Like, Lucas, why was he there? I have no idea. I I, <laughs> I, I don't. All understand. right, good. That's the best way for me to describe it. I don't understand. I, it was almost like it was a uh, an audience. They they did an audience poll afterwards. Said so, which character would you like to see in the next one? Oh, we really love the sheriff. Well, let's see if we can plug him into this movie. I I mean, it's kind of. I'm not trying to give this movie credit, but I do the idea that okay, there are consequences to his actions, and one of those consequences to one of those consequences is he just happens to run into a bumbling sheriff again, accidentally. I mean, when I went to freaking um, Dublin from the high school for my high school trip, I ran into a friend of mine from my high school who just happened to be there that same weekend. But was he chewing tobacco and making racist comments he was about? Not. Yeah, exactly. No, he was not. I know. However, reality is unrealistic sometimes. Yeah. No, I, 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 I yes, it, it, it was just it was like we've established that he, there's people that he knows outside of Q Branch and like the 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 M service, right? So he knows like Felix Leiter. He knows like you know. And so I just there was not a connection with him and this character. Like if it, if it was a former fling that showed up. Like James, yeah, you've, yeah, my, you've grown. Well, like some, something that's like you know, some, something that's just like has acknowledged that he's a different character <coughs> or a different actor. I would, I would be okay with that because at least there's been a connection between those two characters. The only connection was he was Billy Bob. Was it Billy Bob? He, he might as well have been. I think so. Yeah. I. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I. Like you said, Lucas, there was there was a movie that could have been really cool right underneath this. Scaramanga is ruthless. 
something that I find really fascinating is um, the gun he uses, the gold, hmm. the golden gun, the titular golden gun, is a four point two millimeter, which is tiny, which is incredibly small. It's like a derringer. Goes, it's not even. Derringers can be huge. Like that's not even. It's it's a. But like yeah, it's a, a little like it's a thirty-eight. Little basically. It, <laughs> no, it's no, it's even smaller than that. Well, that's right. It's millimeter. That's right. It's millimeter. Yeah, it's smaller than a two. It's smaller than a twenty-two. Um, it's just really interesting to me that this is going off of off of. Uh, we've talked about our own earlier experiences as as um, Goldeneye. With with Goldeneye, the golden gun in it is a is a one shot one kill. I'm so, I'm so reason, happy that you brought this up. <laughs> the only reason it's a one shot kill in the movie is that Scaramanga is that good. The right. only reason that it would kill someone, and it's just funny that that's, you know that that's my memory of the golden gun is oh it's the dick gun that you play with that you can't like, you can't you can't miss with you can't lose with. Yeah, if you get, oh in the yeah, game you got the gold. Oh, if, you're talking about the oh game. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh okay. Oh, got if it. you got the golden gun in Goldeneye, it was. Well, I've won this it's game. Level. Breaking. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you were all fucked because <laughs> it is literally you could shoot somebody in the knee and they're dead. And to me, to Lucas, the the gun <clears throat> in the movie was the most contrived, irritating, you know, cigarette case, pen, all these things he had to put together. I, I just, I never understood all that. It was it was very contrived. Well, and I think, yeah. I think it was because, to Lucas's point, it, it's not, the gun doesn't matter. It's because he is the best shot in the world. He he'll take you out with anything. We should have been the man with the golden slingshot. It, w- yeah. it would have been more interesting. But, <laughs> but, the, but there's, yeah. there, that doesn't have the alliteration. <laughs> that's, the, no, that's very no. true. That's very true. But I, I'm glad you brought that up, Lucas, because that, that always was it was funny. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I knew what the golden gun was f- way before I watched this movie. So then when you see the movie yep. after knowing that, like, you'll just die. Oh, wow. Being, because like I a, never knew any of that. I never played those games. Wow. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it, it's one of those, like, weird cultural memories that we have. And mm-hmm. you, you never played as Odd Job because Odd Job was a head shorter and it was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. my I, Lucas, my, my <laughs> a buddy of mine. Had like his ringtone, like his his like his text mm-hmm. message, was the shell exchange from one of the Walter PPKs from Goldeneye. Nice. And like it, it would happen, and like I heard him like, "Why do I know that? I know that. Really? <laughs> what what is that sound? <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to I'll have to look it, that it, one up. It, it, it's it, it's a shell exchange from Goldeneye. I'm like I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I um I really thought. A lot of this movie was padding. The yep. the whole thing where he he ends up in the the dojo outside that was like a ten minute sequence where he fights people. And by the way, Roger Moore is a horrible fighter. He <laughs> it was it was sad to watch, but it was a lot of fighting going on, and it didn't I, I didn't understand where any of it was going to the point that he was running chasing the car to get in it to escape, but. I don't know. It was a lot of a lot this of whole padding. Movie, yeah, this whole movie is padding. This whole movie should have been James Bond on the run. <laughs> yes. No. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. James Bond, like he's cut off from MI6 because <clears throat> they like like M said you're out this case. James basically says, you know, fuck you, I'm done. 
you know, you can't take me off this case. I'm going to do it myself. Well, if you're going to do it, then you're doing it on your own. And it's, he's fighting himself. Yeah. That, that's the movie. He's fighting the himself. Because the whole movie is the build-up to that duel. <laughs> of course it ends in a gun duel. Of course it ends in a gun duel. There's no other way for it to do it. It doesn't change the fact that it's dumb. And um, Lucas, did, did you not know, at the very beginning of this entire movie, there's this training sequence where, what was the guy's, the uh, knick-knack, thank you. Oh, Jesus. I don't even want to go there. Goddamn there. Yeah. Uh, you know, brings this person in to allegedly train Scaramanga. So they go through this funhouse mirrors and everything, and there's a mannequin of James Bond that he, you know, that is part of the training. When I watched this movie to begin with, I knew that at the very end of this movie, that mannequin would then be James Bond hiding. Exactly. I, I, yeah. you, you knew it. And this was. Ten minutes into the movie, it's a callback to the the Red Grant training sequence. Yes, exactly. Because they because that's unfortunately a large portion of the James Bond movies are are callbacks to earlier James Bond yeah. movies. But in From Russia with Love, you weren't expecting no like James Bond to be in a tux, you know, yeah, infiltrating something and being killed. But in this sequence, you like Dad said, yeah. yeah. Well, this is this is how this is going. This is I know where this is going, and, and, and he's going to pretend to be that guy. Okay. Yep. So let's see where we go, and at least we went to some exotic locales. The cars in it were terrible. Well, it was they were AMC cars, and AMC was big in 1974, and they finance a lot of the movie. So I swear and that's to God, actually the, the cars those police used in in Macau yes. or not in Macau in, in or was it Macau? Uh, I forget where they were chasing him. In Thailand. Yes. But it was an AMC Matador, which I'm like, oh my God. Because they had just come out with that car, and I think it went the way of the Corvair, maybe. that I don't know. It was just, <laughs> they weren't very good cars, but. Well, it wasn't the it wasn't the Aston Martin. And even, like, you know, uh, the, the Lotus the Lotus comes in later. And that's very 80s, but that was also, like, who the hell was driving a Lotus? Nobody. Right, like that was a yeah. like a very expensive car, but with this one, it was just like oh yeah, Billy Bob could have been looks, driving this one. It had its moments. It had some some stuff I enjoyed. I in in further thinking about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you that I still think Diamonds Are Forever is the worst one that we've watched so far. Yep. Like of the of the James Bond yes movies, yeah. like Casino Royale. Obviously, that was shit. Well, that but okay, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. But like of the 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 Eon production movies, Diamonds Are Forever was probably the worst one. This is a close second for me for the worst worst one. But I would it, rather watch this over over Live and Let Die. Yeah, it's close. Uh, yeah, it's no, close. yeah, no, you're right. No, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Just there. from a just from a sheer okay. Well, there's a lot just from the sheer exotic part of it. I agree. It's, it's exotic it's not, locations. And, and, and it's, not, and, it's not cringy yeah. either. Like, Live on the Diet ended right. up being really cringy for me. Yeah. This one wasn't. No. I did, li- I did like, like the fact that, that Christopher Lee was, you know, when, of course, he has to talk with James Bond to tell him why he's going to take over the world and what he's doing. And he's talking about basically selling franchises for solar panel installations. And then he said, I don't even know how these things work. But I have people that know how this works. And then he had this factory that built them. And then you you go into the factory and there are all these, for some reason you need 
liquid helium at 400 degrees below zero or something, you know, and all these giant pods. Of course, they're all below you, and the one pl- and open. and open and, and the open. one and the one place where you operate the levers for whatever, there's no railing, so that you can push somebody into one of them so they explode. I love that part. <laughs> oh goodness. So yeah, so this was uh, the man with the golden gun. It's a movie that a I movie. feel I feel like it's a movie. I feel like <laughs> the title is one that's remembered. Mm-hmm. You know, like for your eyes only. No one ever remembers that one. You mean the you mean the the plot? And not even the plot. Like like when you like rattle off names of James Bond movies, the man with the golden gun. That's one that's like sticks with you. Sticks with you. I, at least I, I I remember that one. Like when it would come on TBS, like oh, it's the man from the golden gun. Like it's next. Like oh, I know, I know what that one is. I know that one. I, did, I didn't know no. that what that one was. This whole point of this project was to look at the the time that it was made, and I feel like this definitely oh was a 1974. Oh, movie. It, it it nailed it. Mm-hmm. It nailed it. And if you look at it from that perspective, okay. It it was a good movie. It was a, the best it was a good movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. <coughs> I did think that Maude Adams was kind of wasted in this. Um, it was a good shot where you know where she's sitting at the at the boxing match and she's dead because she's been shot by him. That that was pretty cool. Right. How you know how they did that, but she'll show up later on in what is it, Octopussy, I think. She does? Yeah, she shows up in, an, in in another James Bond movie with Roger Moore. Really, same I character or different? Oh no, different character. <laughs> Which I thought everybody so like. Okay, let's just forget that she died in that one. We'll watch her in this one. So she's the Tom Paris of yes, the, the James Bond universe. <laughs> like, wherein she's not Nick Carno. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and I need um, to make one more point. I hate hate. The fact that everybody knows who James Bond is, and they just keep heart. Oh my God, you've shot James Bond. Oh, you've killed. Ja- oh, you. That's not James Bond. That's not how that's supposed to work. And everybody knows who he is. Right. He's famous. Why, why yeah. would you? Right. He's supposed to be a secret agent. <laughs> now he's just an agent. He's and not a particularly good one. Actually, he's a non-secret agent. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, where can the where can folks find us? We can be found on basically every streaming platform. Our theme song "Iron Curtain Shuffle" is made by the incredible William Boyd. You can find her at Here Lies Lil on Twitter. Um, our logo is done by the wonderful Wes Corbis, who's celebrating his birthday next weekend. April the 9th, so be sure to go wish him a happy birthday. James Bond will return in The Spy. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Yeah, I I have never seen it. Oh, wow. I have never seen that one. I... That's probably the one that will like the most if if I I know... If I could, like, read the room, I feel like that's the one that will... <laughs> See, Dad's more of an o- Dad's more of an octopusy man himself. No. So. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. And I can't believe that we, <clears throat> excuse me, that we got out of this 
and never even mentioned the third nipple. Holy shit. <laughs>